harmonica has wow. been the best addition to our podcast. Welcome everybody to another episode of Books and Betches, not to be confused with books and uh, what are we doing? <laughs> Sadie. Sadiches. Okay, oh, I'm Kristen, and with me I have <laughs> Erica and Maria. Uh, this is a book podcast. We swear, we spoil, and we talk about sex. We're going to spoil this entire book, and it's kind of like a mystery, so you might want to go read it um, and then come back. <laughs> Why'd you say that? I thought? I don't no, know. I thought this book was going to be totally different than what it was. Really? really? What'd you, what'd you I thought it was a whodunit. Yeah, it has that element in a way. But it, like, it really isn't. <laughs> um, it really is like a trail of tears of like not trail the of trail of tears. tears. That is not what I meant to say. This has nothing to do with the trail of tears. <laughs> no, but like a trail of like of breadcrumbs. Yeah, like it's like you find Penciling out like <laughs> you find out what she's doing. Yeah. So the book that we're talking about this week is Sadie by Courtney Summers. Thank you for getting in. Oh, is Courtney Summers? Yeah. yeah. That's not. Oh no, Chelsea Summers was the other book that we read. This different Summers. Yeah. Uh, love Summer Sanders totally okay um okay. so sadie is the name of my sister's dog so going into this <laughs> i already had a lot of a lot of dogs named sadie yeah my plant's name is sadie really yeah which one sadie the big rubber tree no it's not oh. big anymore She's why did you dying. name it sadie i don't know this was is what called to me oh i when i look at my plants i think of what like calls to me and sadie called to me sorry the way you said that <laughs> what this so seriously it's a serious thing <laughs> okay um Sadie. my mom named my steak pet napoleon because he's small but mighty <laughs> we could do a whole episode on maria's plants <laughs> um i named one of them yeah uh Zobizenia. yeah Zobizenia, my zizi plant she's doing great zizi that means something in that means zina okay. um okay Zina's easy so the this book sadie what genre is this? YA mystery. It is YA. Yeah. That was my biggest gripe with this book. And that I think it was I, YA? Yeah. There was moments where I was like, oh, I don't like how that part's written. You know what? Yeah. I loved that like there was hints of things happening that didn't that weren't like graphically dis- described. What right, do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Like when like there was the illusion that what's his face like molest or molested her mm-hmm. like they didn't get into that yeah oh yeah yeah. yes i do want to say trigger warning at the top of this this yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> no good call this is um there's there's a murder mystery there's type. murder yeah. there's uh sexual, there's sexual yeah. assault there's... it's actually pretty heavy it's a heavy book it is if you have triggers yeah yeah maybe if, if those one. things are are hard for you i, I would skip it but you know what i mean like sad. there was it was just not as like I it wasn't think in, an, in an adult one they would have they would have explicitly gone, gone pages through. worth exactly yeah. you're right and i i fucking hate that if george rr R. martin wrote this book it would be a fucking nightmare well, if you look at it too like my dark vanessa mm. had um the teacher grooming the child that that went into full-on detail oh really that was hard to read yeah but if that was written as a ya there probably wouldn't have been more detail like that. That's true. Um, let's do a 60 second because I do want to get into this book. I think there's an interesting element to this book, mm-hmm. the, the podcast side, which we'll mm-hmm. talk about. Um, so, Maria, uh, <laughs> if you listen to this podcast like a few weeks ago, I don't Hocus know when. Pocus Pocus 2. Was my worst one probably The very ever. first time Maria has ever struggled and she has not let go of it since. Because no. as you know, we record it's only, these. It's only been two or three hours since it happened. We record these in batches <laughs> and she's still upset about it. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of her revenge in a way, right? This is going to be Let's your best, I can do it. best 60 second. Yeah. Um, <sighs> if you're new to this podcast, we attempt to do this thing where we explain the entire plot summary of a book in 60 seconds or less. This week, Maria is going to do Sadie. Um, are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, 
one go for following two perspectives in this book one perspective is from a podcaster who is learning about a young girl who was murdered and then her older sister goes missing the second perspective is from their older sister as we follow her to try to figure out if she can find the man who she believes killed her younger sister and so that's the whole book is is west on one side trying to find out where is sadie why is sadie gone where is she what is she doing Meanwhile, trying to figure out who killed Sadie's sister. And on the other side, it's Sadie's chapters where she's just trying to find this man who was her mother's boyfriend who abused her. And he believes that he killed her younger sister. And it goes towards the end of the book where she finds him. An an altercation happens. Something bad happens. And we don't really know exactly what happened with her. She's still missing. But he ended up dying after some injuries. And the podcaster... The podcaster just finds out that she was, you know, searching for this man, but they never find Four, her. Four, three, two, one. Was that better? The much better. Yes. Good job. So wow. Maria hit the the nail on the head with the the fact that like this is a podcast. Like the book opens from a podcaster's point of view. Mm-hmm. I listened to this book. Did you listen? I started it physically, and because there was an availability of the audio version on script, I like to do this thing where I do both. And it was a Why do you wonderful do surprise because sometimes it depends on the genre too. If it's like more of a high fantasy or something I need to really pay attention to reading it physically and listening to it helps a ton. Does it? But then there are days where I'm like, I can't sit and read right now, but I can listen to it while I cook. Okay. So That's it cool. keeps me, I can do both. I have a hard time flipping back and forth, but. Oh, I between like, well, yeah. audio and reading. Cause yeah, I, cause I, I it's too. hard to like, um, then you get a voice in your head and you can't like, let it go. I, if the voice is good, I don't mind it. But That's I could true, do me, I could good. do maybe half and half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could start it one way and finish I started it the other. Physically, but like, and then the audiobook was so good. Mm-hmm. I liked how the audio yeah, the narr- narration was good. They did set it up as an actual podcast. Yeah. The thing that I didn't, they put these little like musical interludes mm-hmm. in, which was cool, but then they kind of abandoned it for like 20 chapters and then they brought it back in the end. They like totally let go of the music thing. And then, I thought like, I heard it every time the new no, podcast started. No, they started getting rid of it and like the, their little sponsors and stuff. I thought it was cool, though, Weird. that the way mm-hmm. they set it up, like yeah. it really did feel like when I turned this book on, oh, I'm jumping into a podcast. And it was it was uh, what you would call a full cast audiobook. Yes. yes. Whereas we have West, his character, and he has his own voice. Then everybody who is in Sadie's life, her her mom's friend, I guess. She's not really her aunt or her grandmother, but she's kind of like a, a motherly figure. Yes. She has her own voice. Sadie has her own voice in her chapter. And everybody, other character that comes up randomly, like a gas station attendant, is a random narrator voice. It's not mm-hmm. the same guy giving different voices. It's a whole new voice every chat, every cool. character. Yeah. And I like that a lot. It made it feel like a podcast. How did you feel about the podcast element, Erica? Because we talked about this. We did a Patreon episode for Butterfly Garden, and that was through the perspective of detectives and the girl's story, mm-hmm. whereas this is like the podcast and the girl's story. Mm-hmm. There were times where I was like, I kind of just want to hear Sadie's story, and I don't yeah. want to keep hearing about the podcast. It becomes a filler. But it was nice because the, the difference being of it not being a filler was that he interviewed more people in Sadie's life. So we actually got to get the bigger picture. So we got the backstory, which I him. think was important at the same time. Like we got to hear the mom's point of view, etc. I think it would have been cooler if like, I like the, po- I like the podcast element. I wish it was told a little bit more retrospectively mm. instead of, in instead the moment. of in the moment. But I think that added to the suspense because, but so I think, I, I think you asked me this a year ago. I think I would have had a totally different answer. Um, 
I still think I prefer this, but like after Gabby Petito's like thing, yeah, I mm. I I think a year ago I would have said nobody would podcast this live. Mm. Okay, but I think now I think somebody mm-hmm. would podcast mm-hmm. this live. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. I think in the age of TikTok and stuff, like things can be done live like that. Yeah, but I don't By think we've done that. Like Gabby Petito was the first time. one of the first times that we've seen a true crime happen. Actively. Mm-hmm. Actively. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we had that previously for this mm-hmm. to be A lot of these created. things are very much after the fact because you get all the facts in and then you can actually pr- like produce the full story. I when you think little... about it, like Serial's like the first po- true crime prod- podcast that most of us have been introduced to, right? Like I think Serial was one of the first ones that a lot of people like paid attention yeah. to. Yeah. And like... Kind of like the Game of pro- Thrones of podcasts. Honestly, like I didn't <laughs> listen to podcasts before I listened to Serial. That's fair. So I don't think um, I did either. Not I, as much as I do now. Yeah. But it was then, very... Now I only listen to one. Hmm. Ours? No. <laughs> I never listen to ours. I mean, I, I edit ours sometimes, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. do listen to ours. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like I think Serial like changed the game in terms, and that was so, that, obviously that's- We were all obsessed a 20, with Serial. It's yeah. basically a 20-year-old case, essentially. Yeah. That's true. He got out. Yeah. I know. Yeah, but Crazy. this is like somebody is missing- and he's like basically becoming an investigator within himself. Yeah, which is um, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're with the podcasts that we were used to mm-hmm. or were used to hearing about are more retrospective, yep. and they're yes. told from yeah. that's a good point. Ten the, years, yeah, prior. Yep. Like, but you, you know what I mean? Like, you liked the podcast side. Yeah, I thought it was a unique way to to tell it. But again, like, I don't. I, I when she wrote this, I don't think that this was applicable. Yeah. So I, I'm confused as to why she wrote it that way because I think now this makes sense. Yeah. Four years ago, that I don't is think a, it does make It's sense. an interesting thought. But I thought it was cool. Sadie's story was so fascinating. Mm. I thought her journey to like try to revenge her sister was really interesting and all the stops that she had along the way yep. were fascinating. I think the fact that this was a YA was really interesting and it kind of held it's dark it. for a while that's it's what dark. i'm saying like it really toted the line i feel or to- towed the line more than most ya's mm-hmm. would especially with like but the, i think yeah. i think the portions that they didn't was those parts where, where like, they didn't go in full detail which i love that they didn't go into full detail because I w- we don't need it no we don't we don't fucking need it we really like, don't we don't need any more fictional like shock factor minor rape yeah, yeah, we don't yep. need it. Yep. But the parts where I think that it didn't do the story justice was like some of the writing to me felt a little bit juvenile. The mm. amount of times we got like her laugh is like seeing the sky outside and her eyes are like, like flowery. I hate it more than anything. But the way that they did it in this book, I hate even more because it's like connecting things that don't need to be connected. Like and, and I noticed actually this was really interesting. Our main character had a stutter. Yeah. You don't see that often. What I didn't oh, like, I though, but what I didn't like is that Sadie was pretty unlikable as a yeah. character. I wish she was a little bit more likable. I understand she's. Been I was through. okay that she wasn't. Yeah, I liked how abrasive she was. Yeah, I, and again, like if you you're coming into her after the worst thing that's ever happened totally, to her, has what, come justifiable. In. So her her personality is not going to be great. No, she's totally. she's on a mission. Yeah. So that's we, true. we we um we do like personality tests at work. And one thing that they say about these personality tests is that when something big happens to you, your personality, like, and you take a test like that, will not be accurate. Mm. So, like, even, like, starting a new job, they don't, you don't take this test the first month that you get. No, you're completely different. Because you're, like, Life in, you're in yeah. a, 
transition. You're in a transitional period. Life is seasons. They they have mm. you take the test four months into your employment. Oh wow, yeah. Or six I months into six. your yeah. like four to, anywhere. Which it depends when you start because they only do it at like quarters. Got it. But like they do it a full quarter after you've started mm-hmm. essentially, so that you're like kind of out of that transitionary period because your personality is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like you, it's like a baser instinct thing. So I think that that might play into it a little bit. Oh, totally. But I the one thing that I really liked about the stutter. Is that it showed um, a character with a disability and then it also like the internal monologues of like, fuck you being angry yes. about stuff. Yeah, that, that people, I enjoyed that a how lot. people are ableist and they don't realize and the things they say. Yeah. How those things like, come oh, across. Someone can fix that, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I really appreciated having a character with a stutter. It's my first one that I've seen like yeah. this. I mean, I've, I've read them before, but this is the first time it's been so... Prominent, prominent and yeah. the narrator did a great job yeah at the stutter well the coolest thing about this in this book like that i i thought was really neat i don't know if you guys picked up on it but every time she met a new character she talked about their voice it would be mm. like her voice was so scratchy or like things that in the moment mm. when it first happened i was like why do i fucking care about this and then i was like oh duh like this is the, the thing she would pick up yeah. on right because she's going her entire life thinking about her voice like mm-hmm. so i thought that was really neat that like those little things that you don't really always catch up like i i love stuff like that i thought that was really cool yeah but the as far as like her journey there's one moment where i was like i was so invested in sadie's story that i was like i want to know what happens next like how is this gonna end and then we would go back that's the beauty of this book i know keeps you going but Mm -hmm. i did get a little bit confused sometimes with like time jumps like sometimes he would be talking to the mom and they would be talking about something or not the mom the the grandma like the Mm -hmm. friend Mm -hmm. and i would get confused as to like where he was versus like he's talking about how her thing was found in a car, but we're talking about her journey in the car. So like there was times where I got a little bit confusing with like, the I time think jump. what's going on is that he's coming into this, I think a year after Sadie's been missing. Oh, okay. So we're seeing not, her story. It's sort of still yeah, yeah, retroactively, yeah. but yes. we're cov- we feel like it's happening in the moment because we're also getting Sadie's perspective. Right. Right. That's so I think point. he's coming in because she's been missing for a while that makes more and sense. And they only found which was the is car. What yeah. would happen? Yeah. Totally. And I think I missed that a little bit. I was yeah. like, I just got confused. Because it would need to take some news cycles and yeah, like it would, it would be he would need because something she to go was off Maddie, Maddie's little sister. Maddie's sister, the fact that Maddie was found dead a year prior. Yeah. No one knows who did it. They can never yeah. find the, the perpetrator. And then her sister goes missing soon after. Yeah. So it's like why now it's a, another sister's gone. There's yeah. Yeah. You know, again, like I think this story, I think this story is completely different four years like in the yeah. future. No, you're right. Cuz why would you do a podcast you do exact you would do the plot line of Gabby Petito. Mhm. Mhm. You do true. a TikTok, you do social media, it would it would not be podcasting, I don't mm-hmm. think. Well, in the, my opinion. Well, the thing so or it would at least have not have the entire storyline. Yeah. Did you guys feel like you knew where the story, like, cause like from the beginning, Sadie was like, I know the person who killed my sister. I'm set on this person. I'm going to find this person. And then there's like all these little twists and turns where like he uses fake names and stuff. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a moment where you're like, maybe it's not him no. or were you no, like no. sold to? Yeah. Same. Which I, I, I liked that it was like consistent where I was like, okay, she's going to find this. Motherfucker. I just, I, I just was didn't all I know. I was like, just yeah. get to him. Yeah. Just fucking kill him. Yeah. I just didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. And another thing that I really liked about the um like disabled per like 
character in the like Sadie essentially or not essentially but like that disabled character is that she, this was not a story of like fixing her stutter no, no. like it was just like this is how I have to survive yeah. in this world mm-hmm. with a person as a person with a disability mm-hmm. and this is how I have to adapt to the ableism that mm-hmm. yeah. occurs within the society mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. this is my story and she had to talk to so many people to yeah. get to, to and, the I, guy. and yeah like I this is how I had to navigate this yeah. me too in the audiobook of her just trying I to get my her heart beating yes. sometimes like she's just uh, trying yeah. to get her words out yeah and you're just like you got it you can do it like yeah. you're there and it's it was honestly such a good experience just to listen to that book. I yeah. had a guy that I had like the biggest crush on in high school and he had a stutter. Like he had like a really bad stutter. He was so fucking hot and I like <laughs> loved him and I just wanted him to like ask me out, but he used to get so nervous talking Aww. to me that like he could barely get words out and I would just sit there and I'd go, Please just ask me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And I knew like he he like liked me and I knew we both liked each other, but like yeah. there was just like I just there was I, I didn't have the balls to be like to be forward yeah. about yeah. it. But I like we just circled each other. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> That's kinda cute. Um the the book so when we start to learn we don't realize how bad he is, right? Like we know there's a potential that he could have killed the sister, but we don't know why. We don't know how bad he is. And then we start to learn he's fucking so bad. Yeah. The the um shirt stuff was really crazy. So how did we get there? Did she like she started talking to people being like, do you know this guy? And then like, eventually we discovered that he has all these different aliases mm-hmm. and then we lead to a hotel. Yeah. A motel where he sort of like has, that's this place he goes back to often. Yeah. He stays there. Yeah. When the he's not, when he's not, so there. what his, I can't remember his name right now. Keith. That's how it Keith, started. Keith, was Keith. 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 Yeah. That was one of his um, fake names. That's one of his fake names. The fake name she knew was Keith. Yeah. And what Keith does Let's is. Let's just call him Keith for. Yeah. yeah. He, he latches on to women who have or single moms usually they're very busy or they're drug addicts and he enables that mm-hmm. and uh makes it so that the kids are usually vulnerable and he's a disgusting pedophile yeah he he preys on little kids and so every victim he's had yeah this he crazy. has taken a piece of their shirt with their the name tag the tag of their shirt and he would with their, their name. name on it that's so fucked it's disgusting so when sadie gets to this hotel or motel i guess she breaks in because obviously no one's going to give her the key and she discovers all of the shirts which and i think one of them was has a, her name on it yeah which i think was like the moment where she was like so like okay this is this is like way worse than i even thought it was yeah. and the guy who was like running the motel like i really liked that kid who mm. was like who there was a kid that got that job because Keith had given him the job. So he really trusted Keith. And then his life starts to unravel when he realizes this dude's really bad. And when he kind of helps. Everything out. Yeah, he kind of helps. I thought that interaction between them when he catches Sadie in the in yeah. motel room. Uh, one, it was suspenseful for me. Two, it felt realistic. Yeah, because he I was agree. scared. He was like, "Just let's let's just talk about it." Yes. She's like, a, "She's about to stab him." She's like, "I'm going to kill you." And I, one thing I loved about Sadie in her perspective was that she kept repeating this almost as a mantra to herself. She's yeah. like, I'm dangerous. Yeah. You should be afraid of me. Yeah. Because I am a woman on a mission. And it's like, I, I love, love that. that she had to keep telling herself that to really like put herself in the position of I'm going to do what I have to do. Yeah. But in the end, she's not. She's, yeah. she's so like, she's just sad. <laughs> I know. It is sad. So let's get to the end because this, we talked about this on yeah. text. We were both going back and forth about what actually could have happened. The ending. Because it's open-ended. Yeah. Um, so basically... 
Can you explain it? Because I don't. So Sadie's perspective, she finally finds where Keith is. He's with another uh, woman and there's a little girl outside. She finds a little girl and she knows. She can tell that this little girl is also being abused by Keith. And she's trying to be like, hey, just come with me. Just let let me just get you out of here. Let me just save one girl. Finally, she sort of gives her 20 bucks. The girl's starting to be weird. Like you can't have he he can't hear us. Like he's sleeping inside. You know, she gives her 20 bucks. She goes. Go get yourself something. Go get a candy. Yeah. Yep. And I think the I think they had a moment. They're just like, okay. Yeah. Girl leaves to go do whatever she's doing. Twenty bucks. She goes in, and they have an altercation. Um, eventually, the last thing we have from from Sadie's chapter is he hits her over the head and she blacks out. Right. So they have sort of like a little bit of a scuffle, and the last thing you see of her is that she she gets knocked out mm-hmm. which i was like i actually haven't read in a book besides i think erica's with flight risk yeah where we had a character being knocked out and it felt like that's the right way to write it yes i agree because most times that, yeah. that you hear is like and then it all went dark yeah, like, yeah. that's not how it works yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're right so i i liked how hers was written it was like everything every, it was like a cone effect and like yeah then it goes to <laughs> west's perspective uh, where we find out what happened to Keith. Now he's he's got the gr- the breadcrumbs to get to Keith as well. Yes. So he finds Keith. He knows what's going on, and he realizes Keith had had come home one day with a wound, a stab wound. Yeah. Did not go to the doctor to get it fixed or anything, so he got an infection and died from it. Yeah. But that he had come home dirty. Yeah. And then Sadie was never found. So Maria- I think Sadie's dead. Okay, that's, what that's I Maria's think. perspective too. I don't. I think that she got away and she's living a different life, and that's what I like. That's to the hopeful thing. My my side. I was like, I think he killed her. Mm. I think she got. She got a I think she got in. a stab in there. Right. Yeah. He killed her, buried her mm. somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And left her. No one knows yeah. where. I just like he came home dirty. But I like the idea of them scuffling and they're out in the woods or something. Like he's yeah. like bringing her out there to kill her. But my thing is, she wouldn't have let him leave the woods. No, but like yeah. after he knocked knocked him out. No, that was before oh, their fight. Oh, oh, like her. her he killing. knocked her out before their fight. I think yeah. the reason that she's dead and the reason we don't know that is because it's too sad. Yeah. I just really like the idea of confirm. her getting away and being it's like, not fuck a happy that ending. guy. That's, what I'm, that, that's exactly why I think she's dead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not a happy ending. It's honestly. And then the last line from West where he's just like, we, I can't have another dead girl. Like, yeah. come, come back. I didn't care for that line, to be honest with you. I thought you. it was very sad. I, I don't know. I just. So the I remember now why I thought Sadie was super unlikable and it didn't have anything to do with her being on a mission or anything like that. There's a moment where she's talking about her mom. Her mom was an addict. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Um, and she had said she I think she has a really bad perspective on the whole addiction side of things because she was like going. She was like addiction isn't a sickness and this and that. And it's like, yeah, it is. It's a disease. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that perspective. And I think that's mm-hmm. why she became so unlikable to me yeah. because do you she, think she, you always held that belief though. Like, did you, did you no. feel that way? No. When you were a teenager, like she was no. And I know what it's like to have a mom who's an addict. Well, so it's like, saying, like, yeah, but like, I think that you need to have a revelation in your life and maybe she didn't have she it had, yet. wasn't there yet. She was 19. Totally understandable. But it's, to me, that makes it even sadder that she didn't get a chance to that. That was how she viewed the world where people who are addicts are just choosing that life. And Mm -hmm. she honed on that Mm -hmm. where she was just like, oh, these people just want to be. That's not the case. dude. I think it doesn't doesn't help that her mother was the way she was. Totally. And I get that. But it's like you have to I don't know, like that made her unlikable to me because I'm like, girl, you're somebody who has like a disability. You know what it's like to be in a position where people are judging you all the time and you're struggling. Like, Mm. how can you not at least try 
to look at this from a different lens. Like, I think it bothered me personally more than anything. I think but all, yeah, I think also she was just so unlikable. To I me. think also again, I think you have to look at the perspective of where For she was. One thousand, and I tried to. She was just like, I just did, reading I get it drove me. I get nuts. you. I get you because yeah. also we think about how there are those parts in the book where her mother comes back, right? Mm-hmm. And she's talking to she's Wes. trying too, and she she's trying, mm-hmm. and I think. I think Sadie was just looking for someone to blame because yeah, at the sure. end of the day, yeah, for sure. the reason why her sister ended up getting killed was yeah. because she, her mother had left mm-hmm. and she was very, Maddie was very distraught about it because her and Maddie were very close yeah. as a mother and daughter that Sadie and her mother did not have. So Sadie, to try to help things, sent a postcard to, oh, the, to them saying, I'm in LA like love from LA kind of thing and so Maddie got in this in her head that she has to go to LA to find her mom yeah and Sadie was like no we're not doing that she left us just get over it she left us yep so Sadie not Sadie Maddie found her way to try to get to LA which is why she got to Keith's car and Keith kills her yeah it's wild there so was- she has to find a reason to hate her own mother because at the end of the day it's her fault Mm-hmm. her sister got killed and it totally is all justifiable i just think listening to it there the amount of times where i was just like oh god i really can't stand this character yeah. and i want to like her because yeah. i'm with her on her mission but I, I think you made a good point i think that was the whole point like she wasn't likable mm-hmm. for a reason i think a lot of ya books have characters like that yeah but not usually this the one, main character yeah, it didn't feel it's i will say this book didn't feel super YA. it didn't me. She was very uh, mouthy. She cursed a In ton. parts, 100%, some of the writing, I think, was a little juvenile. But I don't feel like it was, like, most of the YA that I read mm-hmm. where I was, like, bashing my head against I don't wall. think I was, like, un... Like, I think, like, some... Like, I think some YA I get, like, very turned off by. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this is one of them that I put I was. her right now. I, don't, is, I didn't, like, love this book, though. Like, I liked it I lot. liked like, it, but I agree. Yeah, I was... I liked was, it a lot. I wouldn't yeah. sit and reread it. No, I would. I would never reread. I think I gave it three. three I gave it a four. Yeah, it's got a four point. It was solid though. It kept me entertained the whole time, which is all I could ask for. I was in it. I think I put this next to books like Tiffany G. Jackson's books. Yeah, which are hard hitting YA that are that make you feel uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but they're they're sad and they're a ride to get through. You know. So the next thing that comes with this book is is the topic of true crime so i I, before you even talk about that there's the moment where they're in the car where Mm -hmm. she like meets the hitchhiker she meets a hitchhiker yeah a hitchhiker she picks her up and she like drives her so before i listened to that book i was listening to a true crime podcast about uh acadia in maine Mm -hmm. and it was a, a hitchhiker who ended up like dying and i was thinking about that too i was like oh my god i feel like i just put on another true crime podcast mm. and how popular that is now and i think that feeds into what i think you're about to say right now but what were you going to say about true crime um i mean i think there's i think right now especially as true crime has gotten increasingly more popular over the years that there's an ethical question yeah. that's coming into play on how we consume true crime for sure Mm-hmm. And how we how we consume it in terms of entertainment and how we consume it like, you know, whether or not this is ethical because we're trying to find a victim's killer mm. versus entertainment on like just like the morbidity mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. what happened to these people. Yeah. And I think yeah. we're in a weird spot right now and mm-hmm. as a society where the prevalence of true crime has exponentially like blown up big mm-hmm. time and we're think, in a we're in a different spot now. i think with all the platforms that we have now 
it's blown it up more, but true crime has had this hold on people since the beginning. Oh, for yeah. sure. 100%. People have always had an interest in mm-hmm. true crime. Also, mm-hmm. morbid curiosity is a real thing we've talked about before. But I think this is, um, it's become so much bigger as far as the conversation goes because of things like Dahmer, because of things that are coming out now. Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. I think Hollywood is taking this side of things and like, no, they're recognizing a trend and yeah. they're, they're taking advantage. But I think they're doing it the wrong it. way. Yeah, for there's sure. There's a difference between, in my opinion, there's a difference between the films and documentaries. Yeah, yeah. Because documentaries still like give you the victim's perspective. They the the victims are recognized and they you you are giving them a voice and a light. Yes. Whereas in the films or in the movies these killers are romanticized i think reenactments are absolutely insane horrifying insane and and the amount the thing with Dahmer was they did not address the families at all like they didn't reach out watch the new series so they didn't reach out to the victims and oh yeah they didn't ask they didn't want it actually so what they did was like there's a scene where and trigger warning for anybody seriously like any of this stuff bothers you but there's a scene where the sister of one of the victims is having like a full-on breakdown in the courtroom and they reenacted that breakdown. Yeah. And people are putting them like side by side. And imagine, it's just, it's put yourself in that position, mm-hmm. right? Where your sibling or even like a parent is killed by a serial killer and you have to watch some, but some actor you don't know recreate your story. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that is so fucked up. I wouldn't even want to, I don't even want to watch that. Like I just don't, I have no interest. And then there's the other side where I think people are doing really good. There's a YouTuber, Kendall Ray, that I follow who does true crime. She literally just sits down, talks about a case, and then she'll bring the victims on her show. She donates money to it. She has, like, a charity system that she set up. And to me, it's like, that's the right way. Mm. If you're bringing awareness to these cases and you're actually, like, trying to do good with your platform, I think that's awesome. But already, Lifetime is jumping on Gabby Petito. They're releasing a movie, and they didn't even speak. They didn't ask any of the the family. These... These it's fucked up. It really happen. Is. Um, I'm at the point now. Where every time when something bad happens in the news, true crime wise, I'm like, let's 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 count down how yes. fast they'll get a documentary out. Mm-hmm. Like the guy that killed his kids and his wife. Yeah, and put him in that oil barrel. Oh, I was right away. Immediately. Yep. Immediately. Like, there was something? a documentary. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember his name, but that piece of shit. It's just sad when you like really put yourself in the shoes of the family members. Yeah. Like if you if that happened to you. Like, I, I don't know. I, it's hard to, like, imagine mm-hmm. sitting through. But and then if it's like a podcast, right? And you're like, okay, these people fact check. They reach out to me and they're like, hey, we're going to do this. Like, we want to bring awareness. Like, that's different. Mm-hmm. That's totally a different thing. But then, like, you know, you think, again, like I bring up cereal. But, like, that's a journalist who found a story and was like, let's figure this out. Let's there's like journalist in, in integrity there. Um, you know, I think documentaries, people don't understand that there is an end result for documentaries. Um, you cannot create a documentary without the intention of changing the viewer's mind mm. or having the goal be, I want you to think X, Y, Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you have I, I've taken documentary classes, yep. mm-hmm. that, is the sole, yeah. that is the sole reason for documentaries is that the whoever created it was like, I want you to think this at the end of it. Yep. Yeah. There's so always a view. Yep. You can, even the most educational ones. Yes. Even yeah. the most educational <laughs> yes. ones have a bias. It's true. But mm-hmm. when you're talking about like journalism, like serial was where it was like, 
there's not really a point to this because yeah. we don't we have the end result like you can think what you want there was there was some serious like journalism that was involved mm-hmm. in that in creation of that and that's why it got so and, much but she did still have a bias in yeah, a sense and she, and she did but she recognized the bias exactly exactly and i think and that's the difference highlighted the bias and i think that's the difference in all you can't you can't sit there and watch a documentary it is meant for entertainment yeah at the end of the day, well, this is always meant for entertainment. I think everything is meant for entertainment. Yeah. Everything we create is meant for entertainment because who's going to consume something that's not entertaining? Exactly. So it's like... So where, yeah. so where is the ethical line here where we're taking advantage of people's stories? I think it's including those people. Yeah. I think that's really the line. And, and, I, and asking for permission. But then, but then it's like, okay, if they say no, then you just don't do the documentary. Also, f- also no, but also fake. I think we can create all the fake things we want. Like Sadie People love true stories though. Sadie isn't a real story. And I think creating stuff like that, totally fine. We should do more of it instead of just taking like like Dahmer. Like we didn't need that fucking show. We just didn't need it. I am so Why don't you make a new fake one? There is nothing more annoying to me than Hollywood like creating this shit. I know. Because it's like one, there's so many people who have so many unique ideas that have like yeah. great like twist and like why are like why do we why do we need this i totally agree and i've been asking myself because then we this. get stuff like black phone which i really enjoyed and we're going to talk about on a, a whole separate podcast where i'm like this is i would rather sit down and watch this and you watch know, another that another show that i like a lot i haven't finished it yet but um it's with steve carell uh the patient oh yeah on hulu yeah. it's been i think they were dropping on tuesdays but the premise of that is it's a serial killer who doesn't want to kill anymore or he's trying to <laughs> stop killing. Oh, that's cool. That's funny. And he kidnaps his therapist. Oh, Jesus. And so his therapist is, it funny? is a, No, this oh. is fucking dark. <laughs> I'm like laughing. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's no, Steve Crow. See, I don't know. Y'all have an ethical line and I don't know if you are the right one. Uh, but Steve Crow does a great job in it so far. And the guy's like, he's like, I, I want to stop. Yeah. I'm the one that's killed all these people so far and I want to stop. There's just one man. That I'm, I want to kill him so bad. Huh. Help me stop. Yeah. And it's Steve Carell be like, you can't just kidnap me. This is also a problem. So it's it's been that I've never seen that before. Yeah, there's a different twist. Was Hannibal a real? No, Hannibal Lecter's fake. fake. See, like, and they and it's become such a big thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like I think that's cool. Like we can have that side of things where like still get your morbid, morbid. There's always going to be a pull. Yeah, because it's real. Yeah, because and and it can happen to us. I mean, Gabby, I I fell into the trap too of Gabby Petito. Yeah, right. Like I was watching. Everything. I have a with like in the moment true crime stuff. Well, I just want to know what's going to happen. Like I, I think it's all. I was enraptured with it. Yeah. Like it was. It was like people were putting out so much detail, and it was like people were. I. I. I think. I think I got involved with it because the conspiracy of it all. Like, well, that's with, like, our thing. Is we like the conspiracy. People side of love things. conspiracy, and yeah. like, I again, like I'm not saying I'm like some angel who like doesn't consume true crime. Yeah, like, for I, sure. I'm not saying that. I'm, I definitely consume it. No, I, I do. Really too. I'm just asking the questions of like you know we talk about change behavior and it's like mm-hmm. is this the future of true crime where we need to think a little bit more ethically about and i think people are what we consume i think it depends on where you're getting it from i think people are starting to do that more like that like kendall i feel like people like and there's way more like people that are saying oh this youtuber and this youtuber this podcast i think there's a lot more that are leaning that way where they're that like the, how could we be more respectful and do it and, and and there are really interesting cases where i'm sitting there where i'm like oh, maybe I should rethink how I do this based mm. on that. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Like I, I think we need to be and, questioning you know? what we consume. What's the line yeah. and where do yeah. we draw it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we're all humans. We're all curious. And we all just want to like, you know, know what's going on. I think stories like this are really good. I think Sadie 
is a good way to get that kind of like true crime fix without going into actual true crime. Mm -hmm. It's more of, you know, it's a fake story. And I think that if you're interested in those things, especially if you're interested in the podcast world of true crime, I think this is a really good book for you to pick up because you're getting both elements. Um, But on that note, is there anything else we wanted to add about this book before we wrap this up? No, but I kind of want to dive into other books of hers. Yeah. She has one called The Project, which I believe has cults. Oh, cults. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. I feel like uh, Courtney Summers is really cool. I was just like reading some stuff about her. She seems like a really cool. She seems like a cool chick. And she's Canadian. So. Oh, yeah. For all our Canadian fans. Um, so definitely um, check out some more of her work. What's up, Erica? What was it? Oh, oh never, never mind. I'm not going to It's so like random. <laughs> okay. The sidebar is my favorite. On that note, um, thank you everybody for listening. If you want, you can go follow us on Instagram. That's books underscore N underscore Betches, B-E-T-C-H-E-S. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just look up Books and Betches. Become a Patreon member if you want. It's not that much money, and we're probably going to be pausing. Actually, now's the time to become a Patreon member. Because we're not charging. Because <laughs> we're not charging. <laughs> we're going to pause. Uh, we're going to actually pause on payments for a while while Erica is about to have her baby. She probably already had it by now when you're listening to this oh episode. God. Oh, I my know. God. oh, my God. I know. I know I there's a little boy running it. around. Yep. So, dang, that's crazy. 100% probably already had this child. Yeah. So, definitely check out that's our Patreon. Weird. That's weird to say. <laughs> I know. I know. I am, We're all so I am like two and a half weeks from giving birth, essentially. <sighs> at or the, less. At the time of this podcast, which is, which is October recording. 8th. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, that's, that's it for us. And we'll catch you in the next one. Take care, everybody. Bye.